Welcome to the Cross Current Radio Show, your spiritual speaker's corner, broadcast and podcast. Hi, this is Corey McKenna, president of the Cross Current and program host here on TCC Radio. And right off the top, let me ask you a few heart-level questions to sort of set the table for this series called Fishing at the Falls. Christian, has God been growing in you a holy discontent with safe and comfortable Christianity? Do you ever wonder why the witness of the early church seems so incompatible with what we experience together today in the church? Are you personally being led of the Lord to amp up your own life and witness for Christ? And do you also long to see your entire church being Christ's witnesses together to your world? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then the time has come to take you and your church to the extreme. Throughout this series, you'll be joining our equipping evangelists as they lead armies of seed sowers to the streets of Niagara Falls to provide exclusive coverage of our Extreme Team missions. And what are Extreme Team missions, you ask? Well, that's what we'll be talking about in this part one. Extreme Team Missions with the Cross Current are local missions day trips into major urban centers for the specific purpose of preaching the gospel through high-volume tracting, one-to-one witnessing, and open-air preaching. Extreme Team Missions allow Christians of all ages, backgrounds, and maturity levels in the faith to leverage the local missions experience of the Cross Current and to receive personal mentoring from some of the most experienced equipping evangelists in Canada. Not only will Extreme Team Missions catalyze your own personal life and witness for Jesus Christ, but these events also provide the team equipping experience you need to continue championing the cause of the gospel in your own local church. Now, that's the what of Extreme Team Missions with the Cross Current. And throughout this series, we'll also be exploring the who, the why, and the how of taking you and your church to the extreme in your own local mission field to the glory and praise of Jesus Christ. We'll be sharing encounters in evangelism with multicultural non-Christians, informative in-studio commentary about the importance and impact of extreme team missions, and of course, inspiring interviews and testimonies with many Christ followers who joined us in Niagara Falls. In fact, here's just one to whet your appetite right now. James from Chatham, Ontario shares these encouraging words about his experience on his very first extreme team mission with the Cross Current. Taking part was incredible. The Lord has drawn me face to face with evangelism over the last several months. Through the guidance of the Cross Current, I have been the recipient of great hands-on training. I find the podcast, TCC Radio, encouraging and a constant challenge to move forward as an ambassador for Christ. 
In Niagara, with all cylinders firing, I met and served with many with more experience, saw firsthand the opposition that we face as Christians bringing the gospel to a dying world, and was inspired to strengthen my own skills as an evangelist for Christ. To not obey Christ's command to be his witnesses is sin. My prayer is that more and more followers of Christ would passionately pursue this faithful endeavor and embark on their evangelism training as soon as possible. Thanks for your testimony, James, and for your faithfulness in the field. So, now that we've set the stage for this series here in the studio, it's time to take the word to the streets. And as we do, let me tell you a little bit about the audio clips you're about to hear as we take you fishing in the falls with us. First, you'll hear raw footage of a few of the more experienced preachers we've trained heralding the good news in the open air. Next, you'll hear clips of the one-to-one conversations the Lord allowed us to have as our radio reps engaged people personally with the gospel message. Finally, we'll wrap up with a few testimonies from other Christ followers who went fishing at the falls with us. And again, we share all this in the hope that the Lord will use his testimony in our lives to inspire you to go and sow for his glory as well. And now, without further ado, let's go fishing at the falls. So here's the thing. A lot of people think that God's goodness is going to be what gets them into heaven. But I'm here to tell you that, did you ever think of it, that God's goodness is your, is your greatest problem, Tim? Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Right? So do you ever, think of, you ever think of the fact that because God is good, He also needs to be just. Right? He needs to bring justice against our sin. So, so, so just for example, if I lie to my, um, my, my two-year-old, I've got, I've got a two-year-old, do you think he's going to catch on? Um, it depends how early. But probably, probably not. What's, gonna, what's he going to do to me? Um, he'll look at you in a different way. Yeah, but, but there's not much going to happen in, in terms of that. Now, if I lie to my wife, it's going to be probably a night on the couch, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? You're going to have some different problems. Yeah. That's right. In order, exactly. When I lied to my two-year-old, I didn't have to go out in the couch. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, now, yeah, if I lie right. to my boss, what happens then? Ah, you'll get fired. Right. Lose uh, my job. Yeah. yeah. Now, if I lie to a Supreme Court judge, what's going to happen then? Well, you took a note, so, I mean, we'll see how good your lawyer is. Yeah, but what's, what's going to happen if I find guilty? I'm uh, going to jail, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You're going to jail. Now, I lie to an infinite holy God one time. Deserves an infinite holy payment. What we deserve is to spend an eternity paying for our sin. That's what we justly deserve. Yeah. Now, like I said before, in light of that, would that concern you? That if you die tonight and God were to give you justice toward your sin, because, number one, he's good. He's holy. He's just. Number two, what we justly deserve is to spend an eternity paying for our sin. Would that concern you? Um, no, not really. Why not? Um, I, I don't really know what I feel about the whole paying for your sins. I believe you're on this earth for like a for a reason. Yeah. Do you know what that reason is? Um, to live to be the best person you can. To honor and glorify God. We were created in His image to honor and glorify Him. So when we sin, we fail to portray who God really is. We fail to, like when we lie, God doesn't lie, right? So we're, 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 we're portraying God as a liar and He doesn't lie, yeah. right? So that, that's what sin is. We fail to portray God for who He is. So He, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter to Him what we believe. 
at the end of the day, I think you'll agree with this statement, what's true is going to always be true. Like, if I told you I don't believe in vehicles or, or cars or trucks, and I stood out in the middle of the road here, how long would it be before I get run over? Pretty quickly. Yeah, Pretty know. quick, right? Yeah. So here's the thing. It doesn't matter what we believe or want to be true. What I'm trying to say is what's true is always going to be true. Yeah, I agree. Right? Yeah. yeah, of course. So... If you were to die tonight and God were to give you justice for your sins, you realize that justly what you deserve is to spend an eternity paying for your sin. Yeah, I agree. Now, do you, do you know what God did for us, Tim? Do you have any idea what God did for us in terms that justice and mercy, or, or that justice was satisfied? Well, I mean, I guess that depends how religious you are. If you truly believe in God and nothing else than that, then you'll have that mindset. But I don't know. I don't know exactly you, what my mindset okay, is. You don't, okay. Well, here's what God did. All right, I'll explain it to you. 2,000 years ago, in time, space, and history, God came down, Jesus Christ. He was fully God. He was fully man. 100% God, 100% man. All right, so what I mean by that is he could identify with us on a human level. He knew what it was like to be tired. Okay. He knew what it was like uh, to be sick or... Or he knew what it was like to hurt, you know, when someone yelled at him or whatever. Like, he totally knows what it's like to be human. So he's 100% human, but he's yet 100% God. And so he lived the perfect life. So he never lied. He never lusted. never stole. He never hated. Right? Here's the thing. When he, when he was 33 years old, he went to the cross what happened on the cross was not just the fact that he suffered at the hands of Romans. Okay, he did. But more than that, it says in Isaiah in the Bible, in Isaiah it says, it pleased the Father to crush him, talking about his son. There was a prophecy that was going to take place. What did he mean by that? Well, here, here's, what, here's what he meant. I, I know, I'm just explaining this to you, right? In 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, God made him who knew no sin to become sin so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Right? So what happened is when Jesus was on the cross, he became our sin. Right? So what happened is the, the sin that we committed time, past, present, future, for all the people that are going to repent and put their faith and trust in Jesus, he took on that sin on the cross and God the Father poured out the just wrath that we deserve to spend an eternity paying for that was satisfied in Jesus Christ on the cross. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard it explained that way before. But, but here, here's the thing. The only way for you and I to be saved, doesn't matter how much good we do, we can never outweigh our bad. It's like going to the courtroom. And if I, if I was in a courtroom <laughs> and I told the judge, that you know what, I've done a lot of good things, I don't believe in you, and I started walking out the back, how far would I get? Before the bailiff would tackle me. Yeah, not far. You can't get past the judicial system. That's right. Same with God. doesn't matter what we believe about him or what we want to be true. At the end of the day, what's true is true. And even more than that, Romans 1 says that we all know that there's a God. And we're all going to be held accountable for the sins that we've committed. So I, I don't believe in that, you know. Right. I, I uh, believe just I can see, you know. You said you believe in the Big Bang, right? Yes. Did you see it? Yes, because it's No, did you see the Big Bang? Oh, no, 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 but but the science but the science um um sees that. 
Okay, so what science is there that proves that the Big Bang happened? That you have seen? Because we are... We are... Uh, we have many experience. The, the, the science... Um, have many... Have many to do experience. Experiments? Yes. Okay, so what, what experiment has been done that shows that... Okay, this is what the Big Bang is, okay? There's nothing, right? And then all of a sudden there's everything. Is that true? Yes. Okay, so what scientific experiment has been done that shows that everything, or that anything at all, can come from nothing? There isn't, there isn't one, is there? No, exactly. There's, and so, I think that sometimes people convince themselves that something is is true, and they say, "Oh well, there's evidence for it." But sometimes we don't challenge ourselves to say, "Is is there really evidence for it?" You know, there's no evidence. Any scientist will tell you that matter, that thing like this tree, or this book, or this microphone, or even the sunlight. Or even the energy I'm using right now, moving my arms, that can There's nothing, uh, no scientific experiment that says that that can come from nothing, right? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. See, when I'm talking about nothing, we're talking about no light, no time, no matter, uh, no information, no energy, right? So without any of those things, how can anything come out of complete nothingness? It's not possible. That's right. It's not possible. But that's what you believe with the Big Bang. Yes. And you just said it's not possible. See, I'm ju I just want to challenge you on that. Because I used to believe that. Yes. I did. I used to believe that. But um, the fact is that that doesn't even make sense. And the fact is that the like um, the fact that there could be a god makes a whole lot more sense than to say that everything came out of nothing, right? Does that make more sense to you? Yeah. How about you? Maybe. <laughs> you don't want to admit it, do you? But you ju you just told me it's impossible. So you, you know, do you believe in miracles? In what? Miracles? What is it? Uh, miracles like, like when, like, do you believe in miracles? Uh, no. No. You don't believe in miracles at all, but you believe, you, you said it's impossible that anything can come from nothing, but you believe that happened. Yes. And you don't believe in miracles. Yes, but it's, uh, it's, uh, two twicing difference. That's no difference. That's, it. What is a miracle? A miracle is something that happens outs, outside of, uh, of, of the laws that govern creation, right? And so to say that everything could come out of nothing, is some, that, that defies laws of, of that, all the laws that govern um, creation, right? Yes. So it would be a miracle if anything came out of nothing, correct? Correct. So you don't believe in miracles. See, I'm just trying to show you um, that sometimes we can we can believe what we choose to believe, and not necessarily what makes sense, right? Yes. And so I would challenge you. I'm here telling you, 
I'm here telling you, look, there's a God who created you and who loves you enough that even though you've sinned against him, he sent his son to die in your place so that you could be restored and that you could be forgiven and you could spend forever in heaven with him even though you don't deserve it. Yes, maybe it's a molecule. A molecule? Yes. Okay, what's a molecule? A molecule, uh, when there's a big bang. After. Where did the molecule come from? <laughs> See, this is, this is what I'm saying. It doesn't matter. You can, okay, okay. You can keep saying this and this and this, and it had to come from somewhere. And the, and the God, when? God is eternal. God has always existed. Always has, always will. Time, time is a creation of God. And so we live in time. God is outside of time. Okay? So we live in time because God created time. But God is eternal forever. The problem with a materialistic point of view, which is what you hold to, okay? You believe you only believe in the things that you can see, you say, okay? Is that something has to be eternal. Either it's God or it's the universe or something, but you always you have to be able to explain where things came from. God is eternal. Okay? And so that's 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 a given that's a true thing about God, okay? And so I admit to that. Um, and so you have to decide then whether it makes any sense to believe that everything started out of absolutely nothing. I'm Corey McKenna, founder of the Cross Current. After personally equipping the church and engaging the culture face to face for more than 10 years in Canada, we've encountered thousands of non-Christians who had never heard the gospel and countless Christians who aren't equipped to share it with them. Canada needs Christ, yet how are they to hear without someone preaching? Romans 10.14 Well, Help Here at Home is a commissioning campaign with us to launch me as our first full-time equipping evangelist to help local leaders and their churches go share Christ together so that others can hear His good news right here at home. To learn more about how you can pray, give, and go with us, please visit helphear.ca. That's H-E-L-P-H-E-A-R dot C-A. Just uh, here this afternoon to ask you a very important question. In fact, it's not just a very important question, it is the most important question that you will ever have to face in your life. You know what that question is? Where are you going to spend eternity? Where will you be when you die? Oh, you're not going to be right here. You're going to be dead far longer than you're going to be alive. There is only one way, the Bible says, to come to Him. And that way is through Christ Jesus, His Son, the one and only mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. And my friend, today we come here just to share with you about this gospel message, okay? All of us have sinned and fallen short of God's standard. You know, people say, I'm pretty good. I've only committed a couple sins, perhaps. And they're not those bad ones, right? Well, God says that if you've committed one sin, you've broken the entire law and must face the penalty of your sins. God, who is just and holy, must judge sin. If he did not judge sin, he would not be a just and holy God. That would be like a judge 
who is in a courtroom and you come before him and he has no standard and he has no uh, law with which to judge. And God does. He gave us the Ten Commandments in His Word. Okay? How many of you have ever told a lie before? Have ever cheated or stolen? If we're honest, I have done those things. I've committed those crimes. I've sinned before God. And I had to repent of those sins in order to know for a certainty today that I'm going to be in heaven when I die. And the only reason we come here is to share that message. We long for your souls here. If you're listening to this, we want you to be in heaven with us. And there's only one way, one way to God through Jesus Christ, His Son. I want to read from you from God's Word, a very well-known verse that a lot of people have probably heard. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. A lot of people like to focus on the love of God, and God is loving. But another attribute of God is His wrath and His justice that must be satisfied. I'm going to keep reading, actually. After that verse, it says, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he did not believe in the name of the only Son of God. So my friend, if you have not believed, what that's saying is that you stand condemned before God, a righteous and holy God. If I was to steal one of your cars and take it for a joyride and have it smashed up, if I was caught and brought into a court of law, certainly you would want justice. You would want payment for your car and you'd want me to be punished. But if I was to try to say to the judge that if you look at the rest of my life, I'm a really good person, I, I do good things, I go to chair, I get to charity, I go to church, if that was my excuse for the joyride and the crime I committed against you, and I tried to get by based on that, it would be completely unjust if the judge left me off the hook. Instead, you would demand justice, you would demand payment, and rightfully so. The same is true for God. We cannot come before Him and show Him our good deeds, which He considers filthy rags as payment for the wrong things that we have done. Instead, God demands perfection from us, and none of us meet that standard. But imagine this. I'm in that courtroom, and I'm guilty of the crime I've committed against you. And I owe you a fine to replace the damaged goods, and there's no way that I can pay that fine. But somebody else, someone I don't know, steps into that courtroom and says, Lucas, you don't even know who I am, but I love you, and I'll pay that fine for you. Because that individual, in their graciousness and love, has extended that hand of mercy to me, I can leave the courtroom a free person. Justice has been paid because you've received that which was taken rightfully from you. If you confess with your mouth that He is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. But it is only through Jesus Christ. There is no other name under heaven given among men by which we can be saved. It is only through Jesus. Again, we're asking you guys the important question. Where will you spend eternity? We're lucky if we have 80 years on this planet, but that is a drop in the ocean of eternity. What happens after you die? The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is the most amazing message you could ever hear. The free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Why would you, based on your experience today, why would you recommend that followers of Christ take their churches to an extreme team mission with a crossword? Okay, the important thing is that if we have a burden of love, care, and concern for the lost, 
If we love God with our whole heart, mind, and soul, and with all of our strength, and to love our neighbors ourselves, we need to be compelled to reach out to our neighbor, which is all people from all nations, tribes, and tongues, to tell them the good news, to tell them to repent, to come to that point to realize what Jesus Christ did and that they need to respond to the love of God because it moves us to do that so that they would come to their senses, repent of their unbelief and disbelief, so that they would be saved from the wrath of God to come and a horrible place called hell. We don't want anybody to go to hell. We want to share this message so that everyone will hear and respond to it. That is bottom line. We all need to preach the gospel. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9, Woe unto me if I do not preach the gospel. We must preach the gospel, the good news. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We need to get the good news out. We need to warn people in love that they need to repent and to respond to the love of God and what Jesus Christ did on the cross through his death, burial, and resurrection around 2,000 years ago. So this is extremely important and we all need to be on this team because of love that compels us to reach out to a lost and dying world. All those people on the broad road that's leading to destruction, we want them to come to a saving faith and knowledge of Jesus Christ and spend eternity together in his presence in his heavenly kingdom, not in a horrible place called hell. This is serious, it's urgent. We need to respond to that call to preach the gospel and be part of God's great commission by living out the great commandment. This summer, we invite you to take your church The question is, where will you spend eternity? to the extreme. Extreme Team Missions with TCC allow you and your church to receive personal mentoring from some of the most experienced evangelists and open-air preachers in Canada. Do you think if you died today that you'd go to heaven? For more information on enlisting your team, visit thecrosscurrent.com slash Extreme Team Missions. Hello, this is Paul Washer and you're listening to The Cross Current Radio Show. Thanks for tuning in to Fishing at the Falls on TCC Radio, our exclusive coverage of Extreme Team Missions with The Cross Current. In this part one called Extreme Missions, we set the stage in the studio by giving you the big picture purpose of Extreme Team Missions with TCC. Then we brought you to the streets to hear open air preaching, one-to-one gospel conversations, and a testimony from an Extreme Team Missionary. Please join us next time for part two called Extreme Mentoring. We'll introduce you to the who of Extreme Team Missions, the faithful men and women who serve Christ by equipping his followers for the vital work of evangelism. In the meantime, you can visit us online at tccradio.com to hear this podcast and to access all resources related to this episode. I'm Corey McKenna, and from all of us here at TCC Radio, we thank God for you and your partnership in the gospel and for keeping the cross current in our culture. Hi, I'm Corey McKenna, president of the Cross Current. Will you help hear H-E-A-R at home with us? Thanks to ministry partners like you, we were able to send me into the field full-time on July 1st. But 
to equip more Christians online, and to engage more non-Christians on air, we need your support. To learn how to pray, give, and go with us, visit helphere.ca. That's H-E-L-P-H-E-A-R dot C-A. We thank God for you and your partnership in His gospel.